With $233.9 billion in their global investment portfolio, when the Cal State Teachers Retirement System, known as CalSTRS, takes a stand on what they require and who they will trust their pension assets with, investment banks, bankers, and institutional investment firms quickly adapt to their expectations. How CalSTRS is impacting boardroom diversity and why you should care. That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome to all. I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Mary Hartman Morris, an investment officer within the Sustainable Investment and Stewardship Strategies Unit for the, for the California State Teachers Retirement System, CalSTRS, which is the largest educator-only public pension fund in the world. Mary, thank you for joining us today to talk about boardroom diversity, why it matters to CalSTRS, how your investment team baked it into your protocol, and what you recommend to boards who want to attract a diverse board. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so glad to be here. I really appreciate it. You know, the California State Teachers Retirement System is for our teachers in California from kindergarten through junior college. So all of us here at CalSTRS are very passionate about what we do for our teachers. We want to make sure that we are able to invest and ensure a sustainable pension for our teachers for their lifetime. And it is, again, for our teachers from kindergarten to junior college. Which is a wonderful thing and incredibly important. So before we dive in, here's additional details about Mary Hartman Morris. With 17 years of investment experience and 15 years of technical accounting knowledge as a certified public accountant and certified internal auditor, she's responsible for working with a dedicated governance and sustainability team to further CalSTRS mission, as you just heard it, to secure the financial future and retirement benefits for California teachers. Ms. Morris's core duties include portfolio company engagements, financial markets regulatory engagement, and assisting in the management of CalSTRS six billion activist and sustainability manager portfolio. Prior to joining CalSTRS in 2016, she was an investment officer at California Public Employees Retirement System, known as CalPERS. Ms. Morris has a Bachelor of Science degree in Business, Accounting from San Diego State University, go SDSU Aztecs. Yes. She currently co chairs the Institutional Investors Committee of the 30% Coalition, whose mission is to promote gender diversity, including women of color, on corporate boards. The coalition's institutional investors initiatives have resulted in over 180 companies appointing a woman to their boards, and in many instances, a woman of color. The coalition's investors represent more than $3.5 trillion in assets under management and continue to have a major impact. Mary, board diversity has been broadly identified as one of the leading measurements on which there is compelling correlation with improved shareholder value and company performance. When did CalSTRS get really committed to board diversity with regard to their investments, and why did they make that decision? Thank you, Kelly. So diversity really is a core value of CalSTRS. One of our core values, it follows with our letter CalSTRS. The S stands for strength. Um, we ensure the strength of our system by embracing a diversity of ideas and people. 
And CalSTRS has a long history of being committed to diversity. We started writing a diversity and management and investments report. Um, there was a five-year plan in 2011. It was built on uh, originally legislation that would, was asking us to share a little bit of information about how we're engaging our companies, how are we ourselves uh, ensuring diversity, uh, diversity of thought, diversity of individuals, ethnicity, race, whatever it might be. So you know that 70% of our teachers in California are women. California is a verse diverse state, so it's really important to us. And as you mentioned, I joined CalSTRS three years ago. So our board is passionate about the reasons why we support board diversity at our portfolio companies. And they're also very passionate about what we're ensuring about diversity at the staff level in investments. And I think the second piece of that question is why do we make that decision? Well, you know that there's research that supports that companies outperform their peers with boards that are more diverse. And we'd like to say diversity is good for business. It's not just from the ethical standpoint, but from the perspective of a company's bottom line. You know, outside large institutional investors have been out there speaking about this. There's lots of different studies out there. We think that it's really important to emphasize the importance of a diverse board within our companies that we invest in. We talk about a mix of gender, ethnicity, career experience, ways of thinking. It's really about to ensure that boards don't have just necessarily the group think. And bottom line is we're, we're thinking about this, the long-term strategy of the company, how sustainable they are and how we can continue our investments within the company itself to ensure that we can pay the pensions for our teachers. Which, of course, really matters a lot to any investor. In our world, the, these are the caretakers of our children, the, leading them into the future, preparing them for the future, and making sure they're not nervous about their finances as they invest in our children, their time, expertise, love and attention so of course you know right i mean i think all of us can remember a teacher that made a difference in our lives so you know i think there's not you know it's like apple pie right everybody loves apple pie or however that technology <laughs> that people use <laughs> you know but i think it is really important that um uh, we ensure that that teachers can um, as they commit their lifetime of work to our children, to all of us who did go through California's school systems to ensure that we get that knowledge, but then we can move on. And so we want to ensure that they have that pension. Absolutely. It was Mrs. Herman for me in fifth grade. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, the tricky thing is once CalSTRS made the commitment, we know that sometimes that it doesn't really get locked down in other organizations. How did your investment team make sure that it would become a standard and sustainable practice? Yeah, so I think from the very beginning, right, it, it has to be at the board level. So our board is very committed. Um, it also has to be committed by our CEO, Jack Enos, and of course, by our CIO, uh, Chris Aylman. And Chris Aylman is out there. We have lots of different programs. You can go on our website and you can see all the different things that we've done and different programs, different initiatives that we attended or programs that we've attended, but different initiatives that we work with some of our colleagues. I think there's a piece out there that's called Beyond Talk as well. And, you know, he always likes to say that he's um, pale, white, and stale. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to offend anyone. And he does talk about 
you know, his daughters and the importance of that. So, you know, we talk about diversity and um, right now a lot of our initiatives are based on gender, but we really are uh, very concerned and um, want companies to think about diversity in the widest sense, right? Our population in California is very diverse. We have different thought pieces, uh, different individuals. So, I think it's really important for us to sort of embrace that. So, you know, starting from the very beginning, um, we have to have from the top. It has to come from the top. Investment is ingrained in it. All of my colleagues are involved, and we recently changed our name, right? We were corporate governance. But changing our name to sustainable investments and stewardship strategies is a one signal to the market, you know, the importance of ensuring that companies are sustainable and that we are good stewards of our funds as we go out and invest on behalf of our uh, teachers. So we approached it in a multifaceted approach. So I joined CalSTRS in 2016, but you can see if you go to our website, Diversity in the Management and Investments, it goes back, as we mentioned earlier, to, you know, to 2011. I think that there was discussion way before that as well. And I know CalPERS and CalSTRS have been jointly involved in lots of different initiatives about this piece. So we use a multifaceted approach and we are involved in lots of different initiatives. And I think you mentioned the 30% coalition because I am co-chair on that. And that's with 24 other institutional investors. And that's like $3.2 trillion assets under management. We have the California Board Diversity Initiative, and that we are engaging alongside with the University of California Office of the Regent, the Investment Office, LACERA, the Los Angeles County Employees Retirement System, and also the CalPERS, the California Public Employees Retirement System. And I think that's really important to all of us here because that's our pension as well. But this initiative is very important because we are looking at specifically California companies that are headquartered in California that have no women on their board. The other piece that we are also looking at, another initiative, is the cross-border coalition. And in 2016, we started with four institutional investors and some outside, so global investors. So not only for domestically, it was CalSTRS, but it was also the Ohio Public Employees Retirement System. Then outside the U.S., it was legal and general investment management, and then APG asset management. And then in 2018, we increased the volume of assets and individuals. So I think we are at, I can't remember, I think it's more like $4 trillion assets under management. And we included PGGM and RailPen. And so we're continuing that um, diversity or engagement of our portfolio companies in the United States. So it is domestically focused, but it is uh, with work partnering with our global partners, institutional investors. It's so impressive how aligned you are from top to bottom and also reaching out to partners that are important to CalSTRS in achieving not only your goal internally, but also with the community at large. Right. And, you know, one of the things, too, we also are engaging in, and this is a piece that's sort of off to the side, but I mean, it's still quite important, but you will hear about our involvement in 
what started off in 2016, we have a, a board agenda item, was what we called the Enhanced Diversity Initiative. And that was really understanding how companies are looking at diversity, not just gender diversity, but I guess that broad span of diversity, um, and, and how they're enhancing that diversity to increase the pipeline of diversity. So ensuring that all candidates, all employees have that opportunity to find their right skill set and move up in the company as well. And then, of course, we had um, a sort of, I guess it could be almost identified as a selfish um, request in the sense that as companies build this diverse pipeline, we're hoping they're building those leaders that will help engage and, and lead our companies within our portfolio. So that's an important piece as, as well. So we call that the Enhanced Diversity Initiative, but then it f rolled into what we call our human capital management engagements. And we're part of a human capital management coalition that is led by UAW retiree. And that's 27 institutional investors. And that again is about $3 trillion assets under management. And I think the importance of just listening to all the different initiatives we're involved in, it is about the idea of collaboration with our other institutional investors, and then ensuring that the companies that we all invest in on behalf of different constituents, so whether it's teachers, whether it's public employees, whether it's um, college professors, because UCLP, to ensure that you know we are working together to help create that bottom line. So it's really about bottom line, right? It is about our investments and how we ensure that we can pay those pensions. Yeah, absolutely. It, how do you measure if the organizations that you're investing in are in turn investing in developing their leaders so that they can bring in more diverse, you know, leaders, gender as well as cultural? Uh, you know, evolving initiative in this sense, and we're continuing to discuss that with companies. So it depends on how you're speaking about it. So when we're talking to companies about human capital management in 2017, we filed a petition with the SEC asking for better disclosures on human capital metrics. And so that's not necessarily just on diversity, but it's understanding about the retention of individuals, about the growth, you know, the, you know what, what the companies are spending on training. Um, so the return on investment capital on, you know, what they're spending on behalf of the shareholders in, in their people. You know, companies always say that it's their most important asset. So that's one piece of it. The other side of it, of course, is we are, you know, sending out letters. So our engagement includes sending out letters, setting up company meetings with board members, because we believe the board members have the fiduciary responsibility to shareholders. And that's who we want to speak to. It's important that we engage with management. So whether it's the CEO, the general counsel, but it really is important for us to understand and hear from our independent directors uh, that are sitting on the board. Really smart, uh, which isn't a surprise. You'd, you'd recently talked in a few minutes ago about the California legislation SC 826, which was passed. Right, no, SB 826. Yeah, and so that's, they mandate gender diversity here in California. What recommendations would you have for boards who are not yet in compliance so they can successfully make this transition? 
Yeah, so it's really interesting because I was just at a conference with um, what was called Women's 100 in Palo Alto, and that was many with some of the law firms that represent a lot of our companies. So we did speak about this, about the legislation and the importance of this legislation. So the legislation itself, right, requires companies that are headquartered in California to have one woman on their board based on their size by the end of 2019. So we're in June. Those companies need to start thinking about it. Otherwise, they will be having a fine of $100,000, and that will be enforced to ensure that companies think through this. So I think the important piece is that we're not trying to use a stick to uh, get companies to do it. We're really trying to present to them the reasons why and how it's going to add value to the company. And so we, when we engage companies, we, we're asking companies, and boards are very thoughtful about it in our engagement and most of the time very happy um, in speaking to um, the uh, board members who have that fiduciary responsibility to us. Because what we're trying to ask them is, you know, what is your nominating and corporate governance uh, policies and principles and how are you looking at your board skill sets and how you're determining are these people who are on the board now still the right individuals that will help you with your long-term strategy? So I think that's an important piece, right? So. So when we um, talk with boards, we're looking at what, what are your policies in place? How robust are they? What is the disclosure you're sharing with us? And how are you looking about the pool of those individuals? Are you only going to, it used to be, you know, who do you know? But now we're asking them, um, Yes, might want to use a search firm. Definitely still consider, you know, who you know. There's lots of different databases now and tools where you can identify where you might know one person who might know this other person, and then based on their skill sets, because you did a search on that piece. So I think that it, it is important for boards to think through and how robust is it, you know, and how are they evaluating their boards? Is it just, you know, a discussion with the uh, chairman or is it really a robust process where they're evaluating 360, but also really looking at those skill sets tied to the long-term strategy for the board? And then the other piece is, you know, in disclosures. And disclosure and transparency is really important to CalSERS. So are they sharing that information in their proxy? Because, you know, bottom line is that's our input to the boards and the company is every year companies have their annual general meeting. We're able to vote. We're able to vote against directors or for directors or for different initiatives. But that is one tool. Um, it's a blunt tool, but it is a way to engage companies. So I think that the legislation itself, I can bring it back to that, has really opened the winds behind our sales. So this year we engaged and sent out 91 letters, and that was with our, our colleagues, LaSara, uh, UCOP, and also uh, CalPERS, and then CalSTRS. And we, you know, we have um, probably at least 57 women that are appointing the boards. We're still counting our numbers, so that's not a hard and solid number but it is growing as we speak. So we're hoping that that continues. Um, so I think the numbers have definitely improved. I think that board members are thinking through and understanding more. It's not just that we're trying to place this stick. It is really about the bottom line for the company and ensuring that company has the right skill sets. So I think companies are listening. Um, to the legislation, and they're going to have to require, depending on company size, by 2021, um, companies are going to have at least, must have at least three women on their board if they're headquartered in California. 
these really are such exciting times. And I, you know, you read the statistics on all the pros of having cultural and gender diversity. It's one of those things, wow, they might not have embraced it quite as willingly as we would hope companies, just because they are used to something different. And how, what, how much value they're going to gain from working through this and being successful at having a diverse board. That's correct. And, you know, just if I can add, because I talked earlier, and um, if we have a few minutes, just sure. about different initiatives, because, you know, with our global partners, I think we are really making a difference because not only are we coming at it with uh, large assets, you know, when we come in, companies want to hear and talk with us. I think it helps having those assets under management to ensure that boards are willing. We know they're they're very busy and we're happy that they're busy working on our companies, you know, to ensure that they're providing that profit. But, you know, the big thing is that with our global investors, it does put a little bit more strength behind it. And then I think it's important that even with our the 30% coalition, that it is um, also uh, mostly it is there are some international investors but I think it's mostly domestic investors some of our smaller investors so it's a way for us to collaborate and learn from each other on what works and what doesn't work with engaging boards and of course you know bringing it back to the bottom line so I think you know if anyone is working with boards, the biggest point, uh, I think the thing I learned, the best lesson I learned is, you know, keep an open mind, work with, um, consider working with collaboratively with other asset owners, and then, you know, being very thoughtful about your engagement with the boards. And I think understanding, you know, the pressures that a board has, but also understanding the value of it and bringing it back to that. Excellent, excellent points and recommendations. Mary Hartman Morris, thank you not only for your insights on board diversity and why it matters to companies, shareholders, and society, but especially for your commitment and success to making it happen in our lifetimes. Well, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it so much. And by the way, you said, do I have a few more seconds? I was thinking, well, I could do this for hours. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. I know you have other appointments and things to do. I do. So listen, to learn more about CalSTRS, go to calsters.com. That's C-A-L-S-T-R-S.com. There's a wonderful resource that Mary pointed out to me. If you go to the website and you go under investments. There's a report on diversity in the management of investments, which is absolutely thorough and a, a great read if you are interested, which you absolutely should be in diversity in your world. To listen to more podcasts like this, please visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast and check out our online blueprint for high-performing leaders self-study program. To learn more about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those brought up in today's podcast, or to attend our meetings, go to www.directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations you lead. Thank you so much, Mary Hartman Morris. Thank you, Kelly.